Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. I'm so happy you're joining me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I first and foremost want to say a genuine and wholehearted thank you. Life has a way of swallowing up our time and energy, and I know today you could be doing a lot of other things, so I want you to know how grateful I am that you're joining us today. We always want this space to be empowering for Christian women, a place where we can come and hear the truth of God's Word in an unashamed way, a place where culture isn't ignored but leaned into, and a place where we can grow and hopefully learn something new. Right now, we are taking a few episodes to do some interviews and some standalone messages here on the podcast, and I hope you're enjoying them as much as I am. Today's episode is one that has come to me quite naturally over the last few weeks and even months. I'm going to title it, Stop Quitting. Stop quitting, and no, I'm not talking about that diet that you were going to start on Monday, which is possibly today when you're listening. I'm talking about your mindset and your heart posture towards what God has called you to in this season. Now, I know if you're listening, you most likely have not quit on God. Hopefully, that's the case. So the question that has been posed to me over and over again recently has to do with longevity, steadfastness, consistency, faithfulness, and perseverance. How have we done this? How have we lasted almost 20 years in full-time ministry and not given up? Most people do give up. The statistics are unreal about that. And I will tell you it's hard. Parts of it have been very hard, but it is also very rewarding and very fulfilling. The questions that I have been getting stem mostly from us building a new facility and being very close now to the move-in. If you don't know the story of Life Church and our journey, here's the short cliff note version. We planted our church in Wilmington, North Carolina in 2004. We began in a local school cafeteria. In about 18 months, we moved into a local storefront. We moved into the mall a little less, well, around two years later, and we were in the mall, and I'm talking about a mall that was still working. It wasn't like a closed down mall. So we went into a wing of the Independence Mall, and we were there nine years until that mall sold, and they kind of revamped it. Then we went portable. So those of you who have ever attended a portable church, you understand what that means. We thought we were going to be portable for two years, and we were there one Sunday when Hurricane Florence hit. That building was flooded. We were displaced for actually uh, a couple of months. And then when everybody got back, our town was very, you know, just devastated because of Hurricane Florence. It just left a lot of devastation in its wake. And, you know, within months or, or even the next year or so, then COVID, the pandemic was here. And so here we are five years later. It's been quite the journey to say the least. Now, all of it has been quite interesting, but the hardest part to me has been the last five years in the portable gym. 
There is nothing that's been easy about it. Now, I won't even begin to talk about the disappointments that come with actual people and relationships. Heartbreaking betrayals and disappointments like I never knew we could withstand. And we truly couldn't, but God could. And He carried us through, but it was not without our participation with Him. Now, I'm going to say that again. There are things in your life that you cannot withstand, but God can. And He wants to carry you through that, but He wants you to participate with Him. See, He always waits on us to take part of the journey and process. He doesn't force us. So what has God God called you to remain steadfast in? Is it a job? A relationship? Is it a marriage, a friendship, a ministry, a place of serving? Is it generosity or giving? It could be a combination of many of these things. See, it's so easy to stand and sing on Sunday morning songs about how we are going to stay true to the Lord through it all. But that does not live as easy as it sings. Some of you today need to put your big girl pants on and dig into the place where God has called you. Stop trying to bail. Stop quitting. Now, I have a lot of verses today that I want to share with you. I always feel like the very best place for us to start is the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, it has never let me down. It will never let us down. It never quits on us. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Stop quitting. See, if you're looking out on the horizon of life and thinking, well, where's my harvest? Then this here is a really good reminder. Don't become weary in doing good. Don't become weary being the most present parent you can be. Don't become weary praying for your spouse to rise up and do what God has called them to. Don't become weary encouraging your friends and their dreams and their destinies. Whatever good you're presently doing, don't quit. The harvest is coming, but only if we don't quit. 2 Peter 5, I'm sorry, 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 7 says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. Notice here that Peter ties self-control to being steadfast. You and I cannot be steadfast in what God has called us to do if we are led by every emotion wherever the wind blows. Do you know how many times I've wanted to quit the ministry? I will tell you honestly today, it has been too many times to count. I have cried out to God to please, please let me do anything else other than this, especially when people have mistreated me, my family, and those that we love. My emotions try to boss me around, and so do yours. But it is our responsibility to walk in self-control and then take authority over those emotions. Joyce Meyer always says, your emotions will lie to you. And she's exactly right. Almost every time I have followed my emotions, I have regretted it. So do not quit. Stay in it, y'all. Do not quit. Second Peter, here we are with Peter again, 3.17 says, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, 
Take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. Lose your own stability. That, that being stable, that's part of being steadfast. Do you know that other people can pull you out of the places of stability and cause you to lose your own place of steadfastness? Um, over the years, we have had several pastors of mega churches in America offer us positions in their churches. It has been so tempting at times to not just lock this all down here, pack our little children up, and run away. But at every turn, God was faithfully there reminding us of His calling and His purposes for us, for Life Church. Now, that's not to say those people were being erroneous or unlawful. They were simply offering us positions and jobs. They saw a gifting in us. When I, what I am trying to say is that other people's voices can lead you away from what God has for you. They may have their own agendas. They may have their own thoughts about it. But for you, it isn't God's will. Don't be carried away from God's plan by anyone else. Stay rooted. Stay planted. And stay stable. Then God can bring a harvest to that. Now, the last scripture I want to go over today is James 1.12. And here's how it reads. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast, or perseveres, under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So we see the words here, steadfast, which actually better translates into the word perseveres. And that is a Greek word, hupomeno. It's a compound word. If you have your lexicon, it's number 5278 if you are into studying out all of these words like this. So the first part of the compound is hupo, and that word means in the Greek, under. Meno, M-E-N-O, means to remain. So being steadfast literally means to remain under. Until when? How long are we supposed to remain under it? Well, I will tell you this. You, you stay there until it's over and the breakthrough has come. Until. Don't quit. Don't abort the mission. Stay faithful to what God has called you to. There have been times I have cried out to God to encourage my heart. And every time I did that, He did. He always does. How, you might ask? Well, usually He speaks to me through His Word or through a friend. Someone even that has maybe no idea what I'm going through. It's like this kiss from heaven. It's like God is saying, girl, keep going. You're on the right path. I know there's a curve up ahead in the road. You can't see it, but I can. Keep going and don't quit. All of us have things we have prayed for for a long time. For Tim and me, one of our constant prayers for the last 19 years is for us to have a permanent building that is ours, for our church to meet and do life in. That dream and that answer is now being seen as a reality. I can tell you 100% today that I am so glad we didn't throw our hands up and walk away and quit. I am so glad we didn't listen to the lies of the enemy as he taunted us, as he mocked us, saying, well, who do they think they are? They're never going to be able to amount to anything, that little church with those few little attendees. I'm so glad we didn't let other people wound us so deeply that we actually couldn't get ourselves up and keep going. I am so glad we worshipped our way through to the other side because now we can see the fruit. Now it all seems so plain. But it wasn't always. 
for many, many years, it was simply a dream and a vision in our hearts. So I'm telling you today, friends, don't quit. If you know God has called you to it, do not quit. Stop quitting on that thing. Rest if you need to. Rest, but then get going again. I promise you it will all be so worth it. Let me pray for you today. Dear Jesus, we belong to you. We come to you today bringing every hard place, every place where there's the temptation to quit and run away. We ask you to breathe a fresh wind and life over the tired places. Refresh our vision again. Let us see with your eyes. Let us not grow weary in doing good and let us see with our very own eyes the goodness of God in the land where we are living. We love you, Lord. We thank you for being the kindest one we know. And we ask all of this in your name. Amen. Okay, now here is my tip of the day. Uh, walk. Y'all, start walking. You're going to thank me later for this. I know I sound like a broken record, but I want all of you to start walking. I want you to get up from your place of comfort and rest and start moving your body in the most natural way God intended it by walking. Do you know your body was built to walk miles and miles and miles and miles and literally hours at a time? Your body was not built to sit all day. It was built to move. Have you ever noticed in the Bible how many miles they walked in a day? I mean, it was a bunch. Now, it doesn't always tell us. Sometimes you got to get your little map out in the back and kind of map it out and figure, your, figure it out yourself how many miles it was. But it seems to me like they were always walking somewhere, from town to town and village to village. I mean, sometimes we see them riding on a donkey or a horse or in a boat, but usually they just walked. So I'm going to give you some facts today about walking and the benefits of it. And hopefully this will be your public service announcement to get up and get moving. Some doctors have called walking the closest thing we have to a wonder drug. So here's your first benefit. It counteracts the effects of weight-promoting genes. Now, did you even know there was such a thing as a weight-promoting gene inside your body? There are those type of genes. We don't want to turn those G-E-N-E-S. We don't want to turn those on. We, we want to keep those turned off, right? Harvard researchers looked at 32 obesity-promoting genes in over 12,000 people to determine how much these genes actually contribute to body weight. They discovered that among the study participants who briskly walked for about an hour a day, those effects of those genes were cut in half. In half, y'all. That is an amazing statistic. The second benefit of walking is it helps tame your sweet tooth. Now this one was new to me. A pair of studies from Exeter University found that a 15 minute walk can curb your cravings for chocolate and even reduce the amount of chocolate you eat when you're in a stressful situation. The latest research confirms that walking can reduce cravings and intake of a variety and your intake of a variety of sugary snacks. Now that's good news, but especially since America is, is getting ready to top the 60% of adult population is diabetic or pre-diabetic, whether they know it or not. And that is all we can we can actually not get there by what we choose to eat and to move our body. Okay, the third benefit, it reduces the risk of developing breast cancer. Researchers have known this for years, that activity in and of itself blunts the risk of breast cancer. But an American Cancer Society study that zeroed in on walking found that women who walked seven or more hours a week had a 14% lower risk of breast cancer than those who walked three hours fewer per week. And that is wild to me. That is mind-blowing. 
Here's your fourth benefit. It eases joint pain. More studies than I could even count stated that walking reduces arthritis-related pain and that walking five to six miles a week can prevent arthritis from forming in the first place. Walking protects our joints, especially our knees and our hip joints. It lubricates them and strengthens the muscles that support them. And lastly, the fifth benefit is that it boosts our immune function. Now, I didn't know about this one, but I can say I'm living proof of this because I am rarely ever sick. Walking can protect you during cold and flu season, and I never get the flu shot either. Never. Ever. A study of over 1,000 men and women found that those who walked at least 20 minutes a day, five days a week, had 43% fewer sick days than those who exercised once a week or less. And if they did get sick, it was for shorter duration and their symptoms were milder. So there you have it. Get moving. Walk today if you haven't already and you're going to thank me later. All right, that's all I have for today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I hope you heard something you can take into your own world and make it better. Have a great day and go make your life awesome.